0: It's going to be a wild ride. So buckle yourselves in.
1: Hello and welcome to Stromash, the Scottish NFL podcast. This is episode 225, the first of the offseason as the NFL stories continue. My name is Cameron Hobbs, of course, joined this evening by Paul Mitchell.
2: Good evening to you. Your dog must tell you to calm down when you go out for a walk, That you're too far too excited when you get outside. You've got to tell me that. I'll
1: bark at anything that moves. Also joining us on this one, Charles Patterson, Gordon McGuinness. Good Be evening. gentlemen.
3: Good evening, good evening. How's it going? How was your trip to America, Gordon? Do
0: you know, I, it was really good. I, I hate to play the whole, like, first world problems thing, but <laughs> I've... I must have spent in the last 30 days about 50 hours of that up in the air. And I'm kind of glad to be back for a little bit because I'm bloody tired.
2: Mm. Yeah,
3: you're not going to get much sympathy on this podcast, but anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's just check the sympathy level coming in from our listeners to the podcast. Barely reaching above 1%, but thanks, Gordon. (laughs) Indianapolis looks amazing. The stadium, you posted a couple of pictures. It looks fantastic.
0: It's it's a really... uh, like well designed area as well. The the funny thing, you get all this chat about whether or not the combine should stay in Indianapolis or not. Like, and this appears to come from like the top of the NFL. You talk to anyone, media, anyone related to a team, anything. They wanted to stay in Indianapolis. We stayed at like a Fairfield Inn, I think it was, and it's joined on to the Marriott. And you go up and you get the Skywalk, and it basically walks you all the way to the through the convention centre. So you know, if you were going to the media part, you didn't need to step outside at all, which helps you if the weather's rubbish. And it also, you can get the Skywalk to basically drop you right outside the stadium, where it's like a two-minute walk to get to the stadium. So it's set up very well for big events.
1: The key question that we need to ask you, Phil Gordon, is are you taller than Bryce Young?
0: No.
3: Not but yet. You might be by the end of the podcast, I'm also though. Quite,
0: I'm also quite short. <laughs> I do, I do, I do need to, I do need to admit, um, because I, because sh- I should admit this, because I'm going to aim to be better next year. We went to the media preview of the uh, NFL Combine experience, where you get to see all the nice fancy stuff. They've got you know, the Super Bowl trophies there, all that, and you can run the forty yard dash. I was pretty confident all week that I was going to, or all week, the two days before we tried it. I was going to go between 5.5 five and 6. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought I would manage that. Uh, I think I started okay. It fell off very quickly at the end, <laughs> and I wound up at six, 6.58. Ooh.
3: Do we got I'm video? Going, is there any are, video evidence to prove this? Thankfully, that you You weren't more than that. Yeah. Thankfully,
0: she, there's... No, no. I, <laughs> I, I mean, 6.58 is not something I would brag about, so I, if I, it was... If it was above that, I definitely wouldn't have said anything.
3: I reckon that you are probably not the slowest to have run the 40. <laughs> I, I hope so.
1: <laughs> six point six point five eight. You're only two seconds away from being a 7th rank running back with that. That's, you know, the, the career's still there to be had.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm also like Rich Eisen runs about a 6 flat, although he does train. And this, this is the part that I really want to aim for next year. If I'm going next year, I'm going to train. And they lead up to it
3: Oh yes That's what we should do We should get all the listeners To send in their coaching tips for Gordon To see if he can Let's, smash the six second barrier Let's put, get Gordon under six seconds
0: put, put that put that in the ideas bag And we'll mm. set that up for next,
2: for next year
1: <laughs> It's Brilliant. the only thing that's in the ideas bag at the moment So, <laughs>
3: Gordon's off-season training program <laughs>
2: Or just send us your videos if you're running the 40-yard dash. We'd love to see them.
3: That was one of the things that we didn't do with the Edinburgh Wolves a couple of years ago. We obviously did um, kicking, punting, catching before you get smashed by a, a special teamer. We should try maybe do some uh, more skills this summer, combine skills.
1: Yes, well, um, we will come to that because um, there's a, another thing for that ideas bag. I'll put this out now, and if people fancy this, let's do it. At some point in August, I need to get the date, the uh, East Coast Pirates play the Edinburgh Wolves in the BAFA League in Edinburgh, and it's about a month before the NFL season starts. So if we wanted to organise a little bit of a get-together for American football fans, we could all go through to that, grab a few beers, watch the game, and enjoy ourselves. Maybe we could do something at halftime. Who knows? Um, put that in the ideas bag. Let's talk about the Combine, though, because this is obviously the... Well, there's a bigger headline has hit, but we'll come to that. Um, But, Gordon, before we move on, the the Combine itself, obviously, if you're watching it on the telly, it looks like quite an empty stadium. How many people, first of all, are sitting in the stand watching all this unfold?
0: Not not that many. So you had, like, the fan area is a little bit behind the end zone. Um, So probably, like, a few hundred there. And then the media area is probably like another few hundred. So it's probably less than a thousand people. It's not, although I do think they did have more fans in the day, the quarterbacks and receivers ran and did all their stuff. So probably ups as the week goes on. And as
1: a fan experience, are you seeing real time data about how players are performing or are you just seeing people running and not knowing how they've done? So
0: we went and I'll be honest, we only stayed for about 45 minutes. It's really cool to be in a stadium from a watching the combine perspective it's a bit shit. Um, <laughs> where, we were, where we were in the media area, the guys running the 40 were down the other end of the sideline. So basically I sat in the stadium and I looked up a nice big screen. And to be fair, it was a nice big screen that had the NFL network on. And that's how you could see what the scores were and stuff like that. But I could have also sat as I did the next night in a local in bar, a bar and yeah. had a couple of beers and watched it. And that, <laughs> I'll be honest. That was a far better experience.
1: Yes, which is fair. Um, The overall hype around this thing, though, is there a buzz? Obviously, uh, it's very hard to compare. You talked about um, the fact that you've been up in the air a lot recently. Um, The last time you were in the States, you were part of that whole media build up to the Super Bowl. Clearly, it's not going to have anything like the same buzz, but is there a different type of excitement? Is that. Is it a does it feel like a lag from the season before, or does this feel like the start of the new season coming in at, you know it, the beginning de- of March?
0: It definitely feels like the start of kind of like draft season or the start of the off season. It's totally different from the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl brings in a lot more fans. And there, there's a handful of fans that go along with stuff here. But the actual media buzz at this is far better and bigger than the Super Bowl. Because you hear you start to hear a lot more rumors about things. Um you start to you get to like go to the podiums and see head coaches, general managers, and then the players and stuff like that. So it's a lot more interactive than the Super Bowl is, which is you go because you probably, if you're in any way serious in media as a company, you should probably try and be at the Super Bowl. Whereas the combine, there is actually a lot to be accomplished.
2: In terms of if people we, who we did themself- perform- Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say in terms of people who did themselves good and who did themselves harm. Gordon, you know, I mean, it comes out. You know, the the narrative on Bryce Young was always going to be about his height, etc. But he impressed. You know, um, Anthony Richardson of Florida was being called, you know, the most impressive athlete, but his throwing was erratic. Who who helped themselves and who didn't? I so I came into this week,
0: f- into that week, feeling like this wasn't that exciting a draft class. You had the quarterbacks that were interesting. You had another couple of players. Um, up at the top of the draft, maybe some of the defensive backs. But what was quite exciting coming out of this week is this might be the most athletic draft class that have come into the NFL in a very long time. All all the guys who we thought he could be a bit special as an athlete hit what they had to hit. Anthony Richardson had... And the throwing part is is part of the equation, but the way he performed as an athlete is basically he's incredibly fast, he can jump very high, he can jump very long, and oh by the way, he happens to be six foot four and 240 pounds. Like as much as he might he's not going to be a great passer in the NFL, or he's gonna to have to develop to be a great passer in the NFL. But if you look at what Justin Fields did last year, if you look at what um Lamar Jackson did in his rookie year you can probably build a playoff offense just around how well Anthony Richards can run the ball as a quarterback. So that's pretty exciting. And then the Bryce Young thing, the thing I found most interesting was the buzz around the week was that NFL teams care a lot less about his height and weight than the media thought they would. A lot of people are very much like, look, if you turn on the tape, he's really good at avoiding being hit in the, in the pocket. Um, he kind of has that Mahomesian ability to kind of drag plays on a little bit longer than they should. He's a bit like Kyler Murray and how it's tough to bring him down, which probably comes a bit from the size. And he also just throws the ball really well. So I I came into the week thinking that a big week from Anthony Richardson would push him to the top of the draft. I came away from it thinking that the NFL probably thinks that Bryce Young's the best guy.
1: Um, I think that's the first time I've ever heard the term Mahomesian. Mm. Which um, was a oh, particularly nice.
2: Yeah, I've, I've like just written it down. It. That that's brilliant. Mahomes here. That that's got to be used. It's a new I, adjective. I am, I am very
0: very positive that it was not me that came up with it, and I heard it somewhere. <laughs> probably probably on one of the PFF podcasts. To be honest.
2: I'm just <laughs> Gordon, you've got to learn. You've got to just claim that for your own. Take the credit for it. Come on, yeah. yeah. That's that's how this that's how this selfish narcissistic industry works. Claim these things for yourself.
1: So obviously, the combine the headlines. Anthony Richardson. Do you, we think he has put himself into a top five pick contention now with that performance, or do we think that people are beyond? Falling for the numbers on the Combine Day.
2: It happens every year. Quarterbacks get overhyped and get overdrafted in positions they shouldn't go in. I don't think he'll be any different. You know, CJ Stroud didn't do himself any harm with Levis at Kentucky. But people get... I think they do buy the hype, Cameron, genuinely. For all the analytics and everything that goes in behind it. You know, if if a hype starts to go around a player, you do not want to be the general manager that passes up, you know, as as, as they did on Patrick Mahomes and things like that. You just don't want to be that guy. Get you, pick. you have to look at,
0: like, how the draft is set up just now in terms of who's picking where. And the Bears are at one. They'll probably move down. The Texans are at two. They'll take a quarterback. The Cardinals are a prime trade-down candidate. Colts at four need a quarterback. The Seahawks at five probably should take a quarterback, whether or not they won't is another question. The Raiders at seven definitely are in the market for a quarterback unless they trade for someone. Mm -hmm. Atlanta maybe aren't, but probably should be. Carolina at nine. like Very quickly, you get to the point whereby Mm -hmm. there's going to be a demand to move up and draft quarterbacks. So you know you have to get above uh, the Colts uh, if you want to be guaranteed one of those top four guys. You know, you need to get above the Texans if you want, one of the top two. So I think you're going to see teams move up there. And it really wouldn't surprise me to see quarterbacks come off the board in the first four picks.
3: The question, I think, is who's going to go for Chicago's pick. That's the really interesting thing because we expect them to trade out. And who has got the ammunition? And more importantly, I think, the gumption, the balls to actually go for it. And I i wonder, I mean, it's difficult probably to, to know sitting here, but you're on the ground, Gordon. Has there been any suggestion about which teams are going to be the most aggressive, do you think?
0: Uh, the Colts, I think there's been a lot of hype for. Uh, the Panthers, there's a lot of hype for moving up. I also, it probably flips the conversation a little bit. There's a lot of buzz that the Ravens are not going to use the exclusive tag on Lamar. And if the Ravens go non-exclusive, I think Atlanta might try and make him an offer, at which point there is a world whereby the Ravens lose Lamar and he goes to Atlanta and it's for pick eight plus the one next year because that's all they'd have to give up. You don't then give up the three first round picks. And if you're then the Ravens, you're sitting there, I think you're trying to get to either three or one. And to get to one, it's probably eight, twenty-two, and a first next year. I really, at this point, with the way the Lamar stuff's gone, it wouldn't really surprise me mm. to see that trade happen and them get to three or one.
3: And would you be happy with that trade if it were to happen?
0: My, I will. I will rank the scenarios available. One. <laughs> one is he signs a long-term deal mm. uh, tomorrow before before now, because it's uh, 9 o'clock our time tomorrow, when it or 9 o'clock on the 7th, so that people don't get confused when this goes out. Uh, two, is that they trade him for compensation, and that compensation allows them to go up and get another quarterback. I, d- I don't really care if it's two or three first-round picks, to be honest. Like I would rather it was enough to go up and get another quarterback, whatever it is. Uh, and then the last option is that he plays on the exclusive tag. Cause as much as I think he's a great player, forty-five million dollars on the cap this year, you're probably punting on the season a little bit. Because what you're do what you're basically doing is you're saying, Okay, Lamar Jackson has to take this team to a Super Bowl on his own, on offense. And we've seen that over the last couple of years. It'll lead to him doing too much and he'll probably get hurt. So I would far rather that tomorrow there was news of a long-term contract extension. I also think that the interesting thing about the non-exclusive tag is if you go out and you let him negotiate with Atlanta, the Ravens haven't been able to sign Lamar to a long-term deal yet. If you go out and Atlanta sign him to a deal, you can choose to match that or not if you want. Like you can look at it and because this there's this constant debate around like does he want fully guaranteed and there's all these other wrinkles. Whereby the NFL Players Association are advising him. And they want...
3: The, and his mum. Don't forget his mum.
0: And, and his mum. But, but <laughs> the, head, the head of the NFLPA was on a podcast apparently talking about how he mm-hmm. wants Lamar to get a guaranteed, a fully guaranteed deal. Because it's pretty good for the NFL Players Association if they get a second quarterback and a fully guaranteed deal. At that point, it's then the expectation that that's what they get paid. So uh, there's so many different complex things. But... I'm kind of at the point, probably the point where you have gotten to with your quarterback, whereby I kind of just want a resolution one way or another. Like, I'm kind of fed up with the whole, like, going back and forth and, oh, are they going to get this done? Are they not? Like, I would really like it to be a long-term deal, but I really can't just be bothered with another. That's the other thing with, like, a franchise tag for a year. We just start doing this again in November.
3: Mm. Fancy doing a swap. Uh, no. <laughs> at least your at least your quarterback's not in a cave. Well, he's out
2: the cave now. He's out the cave. He, he's out well, the cave. He's, yeah, like physically,
3: but cave, maybe yeah. not metaphorically.
1: <laughs> we'll come to that. Listen, we will get to some questions that have been put forward by the um, the fans of the Stramash podcast.
2: Can I can I put a, a scenario that might sound ridiculous? So I want to see how ridiculous it actually sounds if I say it out loud. Could you see the Texans trading with Chicago, given the fact yes. that they, they pick at 12? And if you did, would they hold? Would they stay at one and two? So or would I'd, they come down? If, they, if they're moving up, they'll move up from two.
0: Yeah. They won't move up from 12. But they might have to because the threat of the Colts moving up. This, this is the thing I think is really fascinating, is that all four of the quarterbacks at the top are very, very different.
3: What do you want?
0: So if it was me, I would just be like, Do you know what? If I can get to four, get into four. The only way you get to four, I think, is if the Bears move down with the Colts and then you move up with them. But if you get to four, just give me whoever's left. I'll be paying them the least of the four guys. Fine. There's a good chance that they all hit. There's a good chance that none of them hit, all that stuff. So but if but most NFL teams don't function on the fact that okay, the draft's a bit of a crapshoot. So they will have at least, you know, one guy, maybe two guys that they really like. And they'll go, okay, I, I need to get to one to make sure I get them. And it makes it even more interesting that the Colts and the Texans are in the same division.
2: Yeah. I just give given the fact, I mean, I think they picked, what, five times in the first 75. They've certainly got room to manoeuvre. Um, and I just wondered how much of that draft capital they'd be prepared to splash, you know, to get the quarterback they want and then the best position player. Elsewhere, it would be a bold move by by the Texans. Perhaps wow, give their fan base something to cheer about after well, wow, that's not been so good, has it?
1: Now we need to get on to the the probably the biggest headline because um, we've we've done well to get it this far. But obviously, as we get into the the run out theme tune for the New Orleans Saints next year,
3: this could go. It feels wrong. appropriate.
0: <laughs> Press play. What are you doing? Production value on this the, podcast is just incredible. <laughs>
2: um, Cameron, so to just, explain to the yeah, listeners, we are yeah, still recording yeah, here. Yeah, to explain this to the listeners, not, yeah, this, Cameron had a had a piece of music queued up and it failed on him, unfortunately. It, so, it's, it's so, so price either. for
1: being smart did that not play through right? No, okay, it I'll didn't listen.
3: play through. I think I'll, we well, while we break it to the listeners that, uh. Derek? Are you sure it's Derek Carr? (laughs) Not David?
1: I made a joke about it at the top, but I'm really worried about saying it. It Derek Carr is officially the new quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Um, Good money. Paul, opinions, first of all. 34 million it works out as. 32 million, 34 million over four years.
3: (sighs) Four years.
2: The, the money's the money. I mean, the Saints have got a habit of punting financially. Yeah, trouble. that's a problem. The they do have a habit of punting. They need to score some touchdowns. So they've brought in a guy who's a decent, is he an upgrade? Yes. Is he good enough? In that division, he could be the best quarterback in the division by, by you know, time pre-season comes because we don't know who the heck else is going to be. He's there. the
1: best quarterback right now in the division, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: that's,
3: but you know, a, that's I mean, a heck of a big green light to put on him, there, guys. Dear Lord,
2: you know, yeah. He's I a, mean,
3: Raiders reject. That's what he is. <laughs>
2: He's a Pro Bowl quarterback who can do it with the right people around him. The Saints are not going to have Camaro, obviously. Michael Thomas put out a very positive tweet today. Uh, We've got Chris Alavi. He's got targets he can throw a little bit deeper. Michael Thomas put out out a really positive tweet today. And then in
0: a couple of days' time, he's going to get cut with a June 1st designation goodbye.
2: (laughs) uh, Highly highly possible. Highly
0: possible. If we're going to go down, I, I think you need to maybe... Hammer on the Pro Bowl quarterback route because Tyler Huntley hey, was also a Pro Bowl quarterback this
2: year. Well, if, if you'd let me finish, I, I was going to point out that Pro Bowl quarterbacks are always that because others pull out. So, I mean, it's not always the, the best thing, but he has been there four times. Is he an upgrade? Yes. Can he win us the division? Yes. Will we be a better team? Yes. Will we get financial trouble at the end of it? Absolutely, because that's <laughs> the way the New Orleans Saints... That's how, that's how we work... Uh, yeah. I think it's very interesting
3: when you look back on it, Paul, obviously he has a connection with Dennis Allen because Dennis Allen gave him his debut as a rookie and then got fired after four games. So that's really excellent as an opportunity for Dennis Allen to try and get through an entire season with Derek Carr. But I have to say, why are they not trying to draft somebody for the future? That's my question.
2: Saints don't do that. You you know when the Saints last drafted in the first or second round for a quarterback?
3: No, I don't. So please enlighten me.
2: No,
1: he's asking because he's not (laughs) sure. He he, he knows the answer. He
2: knows the answer. Of course I know the answer. It's Archie Manning. I think it was 71. The the Saints just do not use top draft picks on quarterbacks. they've They've never done that. We've had some shocking quarterbacks as a result along the way, but it's just something they've never done. And I wasn't expecting them to go down that route, either. Given that
3: um, so. there is, by wide consensus, a pretty decent crop of quarterbacks in this draft, I think I'm just throwing this out there. Perhaps this could be a misjudgment because, ultimately, as a as a fran- your your, your decision making at the top as a franchise is to do the best thing for the franchise, not just short term but long term. Has there been anything that you've seen of Derek Carr that makes you think that this is going to be a game-changer for the franchise?
0: Here's here's where it gets really funny, though. So the Saints do have a first-round pick, but it's the 29th pick. So you're probably not getting a quarterback. Hmm. However, the Saints would have had the 10th overall pick if they hadn't traded with the Eagles to get uh, Trevor Penning last year. From 10 plus 29, they maybe would have had to give up a little bit more to get up to three this year, probably. And you could have had a quarterback and a rookie deal. I The the car thing is really interesting because they're right now, anyway, depending on who other teams had, probably win that division. He's probably good enough to get them to like the divisional round of the playoffs, at which point in that conference, a little bit of luck and maybe you get to Super Bowl, maybe you win. It just feels like maybe they just don't trust their ability to draft and develop and mm. do it. But it's it's the ultimate cheat code in the NFL today is get a quarterback in a rookie deal.
3: It's it is a it, it strikes me as this is a very much a Dennis Allen um not just not just his decision, but this is a backing of him. Because there are other quarterbacks out there. I have to say it's probably of those who are becoming free agents Are available He's the best of the lot So if you're looking for a veteran quarterback uh,
1: the, I, That's probably the He's probably the one you would go for I genuinely think it could be A very strong play And whilst He's obviously older. I <laughs> think we're going to see the New York Giants He's not that old, really. He's 31. 31. And, and the and, and like, no,
3: Brady's just retired at 45, yeah. and you've still got Aaron Rodgers going strong at nearly 40. So, I mean, he's got another five, six years in there, hasn't hmm.
1: he? Um, but Daniel Jones is probably going to get more money than this. So, compare it to that. And suddenly it's like, well, I think that the, the upside that Derek Carr gives you. Is more of an upside, and I think that even though the the Raiders have been poorer, and I think the one thing to perhaps worry about is the increase in interceptions he's thrown in the last two seasons. You know that's been on the increase. Um, last year he had Devontae Adams, but there was so many injuries. There's been so much of a shambles in the the front office there that it's it's really hard to tell what Derek Carr is. These days, Um, you know, bar one, obviously his first season, he was three and 13, 2018, he was four and 12. Other than that, you know, he's fine six and nine last year, but the year before that was a 10 and seven season. Um, He is a capable quarterback that could be a brilliant addition. He's better than Dalton and he's better than Winston for sure. Um, well, incidentally, so both of them pro bowler quarterbacks himself. just to add it, to that.
0: Is he, the conversation. Is he better than Andy Dalton was last year?
3: No, not not in terms of statistics. He wasn't. Or was he not? <laughs> no, he Dal- was all
0: right last year. Like he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. I just I kind of hate spending money on guys like Derek Carr, guys like Kirk Cousins, because it just <laughs> it just feels like. I've got a ceiling and it's very unlikely to be the and it's not so Nick Foles won a Super Bowl Eli Manning won a Super Bowl like Stafford won a Super Bowl there there are these guys Eli who, Manning
1: won two Super Bowls yeah just just two winning one you could put it as a
3: fluke two Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl
0: jo, Joe Flacco was got like it just it feels <laughs> like you have to have a pretty strong roster and also uh Flacco definitely and Eli for at least one of his, I think, wasn't a rookie deal. Like this, if you look at who's won uh, the Super Bowl over the last few years, it's Mahomes, Brady, a bunch of guys whereby they had a rookie quarterback, a rookie quarterback who was the starter, even when the Eagles won it was Wentz as a rookie and Foles was the backup. He was a backup, yeah. <laughs> and they could they could spend big on that backup and the rest of the roster because they, they're starting quarterbacks on a rookie <laughs> deal. Like Stafford was not and Mahomes obviously and Brady are kind of goat territory. It's it's really difficult to win the Super Bowl in the NFL unless you have the best quarterbacks of all time or a rookie.
3: And Derek Carson neither. So Good luck. To you, Paul.
2: I'm happy. He, as Cameron said, he's reasonably accurate. I mean, most you know guys have a few interception issues. He's reliable. He's durable. And again. He, he's proved to be a leader. He can lead as well. So I'm I'm delighted he's there. I think we've got a wee chance. And Gordon Gordon shot me down with I think 30 seconds in our WhatsApp group, and I did plead with him, give me the optimism till at least August <laughs> before I'm, I'm, I'm in tears. I, I I like it. I like the move of Derek Carr going there. Positive. Um, yeah, I
1: mean durability is definitely one of the plus points. If you look yeah. at his career, he's really not missed many games uh 2016 he missed obviously he didn't play in the postseason because he was injured um he missed one regular season game 2017 he missed one regular season game and then the last two games of the 2022 season he was cut so you know he's, he's missed three games in his entire career through injury which is says a lot for a player to that position um I th- I think it's a fairly reasonable pickup. It's a fair it's a fair chunk of change. There will be some jiggery pokery that takes place uh, to get the salary cap back into a place where it's manageable. So I think you'll see some movement over the next few while. I do wonder whether there'll be some. I wonder whether you'll trade away some pieces for picks. I think that is possibly an avenue that they go down. But
0: there's definitely going to be some cuts. Yeah. Jameis is basically going to be cut. That's a given. Yeah. That he's saves put, a bit of money. 12 Michael, million. Michael Thomas or Andres Pete are the other candidates.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably rather keep Pete than Thomas, but you never know whether they'll get guys back. The other thing you talked about, you know, Derek Dennis Allen being given his head. He has been. He's also hired, you know, five new coaches. You know, this, this is his team now. Um, you know, not he wasn't overly popular last year. Uh, well, you've been asking months. for him
3: to be fired since September. Yeah. So
2: yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been <laughs> unhappy at that. But if he now feels he's got the people that he wants and the quarterback that he wants, this is his his to lose. We you know.
3: said the division is there for the taking, haven't we? So,
2: I, as it stands, they, they shouldn't fail. And I, a healthy, I, healthy Derek Carr, they can't really shouldn't be able to fail to win the division.
3: And then Lamar arrives in Atlanta, and it all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> I'll
2: I, I, I tell you what, Gordon won't thank me for it. I'd love Lamar Jackson to come to Atlanta. That would just, it would give the division a real lift. I
0: If Lamar Jackson goes to Atlanta, I guarantee you right now that unless he gets hurt, the Falcons win that division.
2: Well, I, if, I think I welcome you the Lamar challenge. Jackson,
0: you put Lamar Jackson in a dome eight or nine games... In Atlanta in the regular season, he goes to a dome for the game against the Saints in the Superdome. He's going to play probably ten to twelve games in a dome every season if he goes there. Like then he's going to put up video game numbers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great to see it
0: and get get the division relevant again
2: because it hasn't been.
1: Um, into some of the talking points that's been raised by people. Uh, and some of our listeners on Twitter. Mm. Uh, We'll start with the... We did say, give us your talking points so we can get Charles to talk about something other than Green Bay. And I think one of the first ones that came in was a Green Bay one. So let's just get it out of the way. So Scottish Bills Mafia Jason asks, will Aaron Rodgers emerge from his cocoon as a Super Bowl winning butterfly for Green Bay or as a New York Jets
3: moth? (laughs) Very cryptic. Well, he's uh, (laughs) a... he's out of the cave or wherever he was some, some place in Oregon um, do you know what I'm a bit I would, we were talk, discussing this earlier on um, and Lamar is saying I just want it to be resolved I think I would just like it to be resolved but I've been saying this for the last three years um, I don't I think he's potentially retiring
0: yeah I, I don't think he's back in Green Bay I think he's either
3: I think he's leaving
0: He's been traded to the Jets or he is Retiring. Retiring wouldn't shock me, like, everyone's taking the piss, and whether or not you agree with him on his methods, there are people who do believe in these, like, the whole sensory deprivation thing, and, you know, it's clearly something he believes in. Like, I don't think he... Is doing it because he's stupid. I think he's doing it because he's someone who's incredibly spiritual, and he bo- he thinks that this is going to help him make decisions, and maybe it does. I think
3: it. he thinks he's spiritual. I don't think he thinks he's spiritual. I think he thinks he thinks he's spiritual. This is the problem. I think he's overthinking it.
0: Possibly <laughs> yes, but I will say, at his age now, like,
3: careful where you go with this, by the way. I'm only a year older than him.
0: But you're also not, no offense, a professional athlete who's won a Super Bowl and won a couple of NBA no. Games. So, like, for him, is there an element at this point of like, what else have I got left to do? Do you really want to go to New, New York's? Okay, it's warmer than Green Bay, but he spent a lot of years being <laughs> hit, like in November, December, when the weather's miserable and it's cold.
3: Well, maybe go to Tampa.
1: <laughs> good, good. Can you imagine the content of this podcast? We'd actually have to do a split off. <laughs> argument podcast if there was some kind of ridiculous Trey Lance goes to Green Bay in exchange for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Well I mean we it's been, been
3: mentioned it's been mentioned that San Francisco are in the market for a, a veteran quarterback which yeah. I found hilarious of course. <laughs> um look if if he's if he comes back I think last year it was a bit of an anomaly in the middle of the season when they went on that terrible run. We've never seen anything like that in the time that Rogers has been at his peak. And I think that there was a combination of factors there. He wasn't playing particularly well, but he wasn't absolutely awful. But there was just a bunch of things that went wrong, and they lost a bunch of close games. If he comes back, they're in with a shout of winning the division again. That's the fact. They 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 were they were a couple of plays away from reaching the playoffs. And it is what it is, you know. If, if if they move on from him, I'm completely at peace with that. I'm completely at peace with that. And if actually, move, I'd be quite intrigued to see how it goes. If they move on, is it Jordan Love or is it someone else? Yeah, I think it is. Love. I think it is. And they seem to have... Uh, the rhetoric coming out of Green Bay is they seem to have seen enough to have made their mind up about Jordan Love one way or the other. Um,
0: I also think if Jordan Love's shit this year, you're probably picking high. Yeah. And... So, here's a question for you. If you're the Packers and the Jets offer you... So, I, I don't necessarily think you're going to get multiple first-round picks for Rodgers at this point because it's basically it's probably a one-year rental, maybe two. So, if the Jets come forward and offered you a first-round pick, would you rather have 13 this year or whatever they pick next year? So, so, I'll, so, I'll, so, so the logic on that though is like thirteens probably going to be earlier than wherever they pick next year if they have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. But there's a relatively reasonable chance that the Packers are worse next year. So, if you're the Packers and you end up with a top ten pick, and because there's a couple of quarterbacks next year, Caleb Williams would probably be the first player taken in this draft who's available. And there's Drake May, I think his name is from North Carolina. So. Next year, you might need to get up a couple of picks higher and having that first round pick next year might actually be beneficial for you.
3: I I think you can overthink it. I think you have to go into this season. If you're going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, if, or if he retires, then I don't think you think too far beyond the next nine, 10 months. Ultimately... Green Bay have been very. First of all, we know that the Green Bay are not going to spend any first round picks on an, on an offensive player because they've not done it.
1: Well, they did. They spent a first round on him, on Jordan Love. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, that was the thing. That was the anomaly over like 15, 20 years. They did that, and that that has been the the talking point ever since. I don't believe that they will. I think that was a that was a that was a completely outlying situation. I don't believe that they will even think about next year they've they've got two receivers who, they've, who have proved that they can be good receivers in the NFL they've got one of the best running back duos in the NFL they've got on paper at times a very good defense but cannot be consistent and they've got on paper when everyone's fit a good offensive line the question is now the quarterback which has never been the case for 20 years 25 yeah, but- years so
1: Given it's I, Jordan Love's first season, Kenny Law asks, as a follow-up, hmm. could you make the playoffs with Jordan Love in season one? Or what's more likely, Green Bay making the playoffs and winning the division with Jordan hmm. Love or finishing behind
3: the Bears? I think it's more likely that they're going to win the division than yeah. finish behind the Bears. Justin Absolutely, Fields,
1: Justin Fields uh, next season. Justin Fields
3: has got nothing. Ju- he's got Justin, nothing there. Justin Fields was
0: so good this year that the Bills are picking first overall.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Justin Fields was great for fantasy owners and useless for everything else connected to Chicago. He's got he's got no weapons. They've got no defense. The, Chicago are two or three years away. I would suggest from being relevant again. And then they'll become irrelevant again because they'll give up on Justin Fields and go for another quarterback because that's what they do. So, uh, look. Whereas, I, I,
0: whereas, I, what the, whereas what the Packers do is they wait until their franchise quarterback is three, four years away from retiring and then they spend a first round picking a quarterback and then they just sit and wait. And then, <laughs> it's,
3: <sighs> it's like a three-year-old argument. Very boring. It's, it's great
0: though because but it, is, it is literally the problem I said at the time was... It's
3: not. It's it, absolutely not. They Hang on. The, right, right. Okay. Hang We're going to do this, this one more time for this, one last this, time for everybody. This has,
0: all, this has always been my argument, though, that the problem you run into is you draft Jordan Love and you get maybe a season to see how good he is before mm-hmm. you have to decide whether or not you extend him or not. That puts you in the same situation the New York Giants are in, where they're about to hand Daniel Jones a contract that begins with a four and it's probably <laughs> two digits before the million sign. So you're like, oh, Daniel Jones was actually all right this year for the Giants. What, do you want to pay him forty plus million dollars a year?
3: No, I don't. It it, it it is utterly, completely different. They drafted Jordan Love because they thought that Rodgers might retire, and they thought that Rodgers was not the future at that point. That's why they drafted him, and, and then he and came the out with side. two MVP seasons in a row. So and, you can't complain at that. But now they've got him, Now they have Jordan Love for two years. They'll up- exercise the fifth year option they've got him for two years and if he does half decent this year they'll take up you know they'll be taking the fifth year option regardless he's got two years to prove himself and then if they what? have to pay him they'll pay him because he's worth it that's ultimately how you should run your franchise to have a backup plan unlike what say what New Orleans did which is yeah. Pay two crap quarterbacks, a oh, pile of money, I, and, and then, then have a, to get rid of both of them.
0: Hang on, hang on, option. hang on. It's a better option than the Saints. That's. For sure.
3: Or you could be San Francisco yeah. and have three quarterbacks and still want another one.
2: Right, I'm going to be. We've I'm going, going to, to be the to. voice. Of, <laughs> I'm. I'm going to be the voice of reason here. Oh God! The drafting. The drafting of Jordan Love was one of the dumbest things I've seen in professional <laughs> sports. It pissed off. A top-class quarterback, and sparked off an unnecessary debate. It's bring, by bringing him in the building. It also wasted the opportunity to bring to bring in a number round one draft pick that would actually That's have made a damn bit. Utterly of difference. garbage. I, I genuinely it's not, think
0: it's not though because the first one of the, could have been T Higgins. It could yes. have been anybody. It, it,
2: yeah, but it could have been anybody. It's, it's hypothetical. hypothetical. If they you make the decision. Properly. It's, it was oh, genuinely one of the God, dumbest I can't things I've, I've seen in professional sports. What, Thanks, even? Listen, no, it's not. It's utter garbage. I can't believe
3: we've got back to this three years later.
0: The the Green Bay Packers had a, and you're right, in the last couple of years, two MVP seasons from Aaron Rodgers at quarterback.
3: They've been been in the NFC Championship game three times. You you cannot question the decision making. Oh, I'm
0: very sorry. Just look up who the Green Bay Packers have drafted over the last three years and I guarantee you'll find the reason why they didn't make it.
1: Also, did we not say that the the situation with Daniel Jones was different to the one with Jordan Love because they got him in because they thought Roger was going to retire. Eli Manning was still the quarterback when Daniel Jones was picked yeah,
3: but up. Everyone right? knew that Eli Manning was shot to bits. <laughs> everyone knew he was done. They've drafted Jordan Love because they saw him as a potential future franchise quarterback. And it looks like he may well now be the future franchise quarterback. He may be the present franchise quarterback. This is a three-year-old argument. They did it because they had the best of intentions at the time. And the fact is, it looks like he will now start for Green Bay next year, and do you know what? If I, I've never, I've never really talked about this, but I would love it. If he did go eleven and six or twelve and five, and then stuck it right up y'all, that'd
2: be and terrific. Kevin Keegan. That'd be He's terrific. got all Kevin Keegan on us. Easy yes, boy. Easy. exactly. I,
0: I think, ter- think that would be terrific. Right now, I think you'll win that division next year.
3: I don't think they will. Record. No, I don't think they will. I think Minnesota I mean, are favourites. The
0: favorites. Lions are overhyped. Maybe Minnesota.
3: I think the Lions are pretty good. I think we all know the Lions are half decent.
0: No, I think it'll like, be very so
3: difficult for them to win the division. If,
0: if the Lions come out of the first round of this draft and Jared Goff is still their franchise quarterback. The Lions are not they'll, they'll, <laughs> The Lions are going to float with with Jared Goff at quarterback the Lions are floating around 500 either the either either side of the 500 coin is where they are with Jared Goff at quarterback. You're picking sixth. Move up. They should be t- talking to the Cardinals right now. We'll give you 6 plus whatever it is, 18 or whatever it is. Let's get to let let us get up to three and get a quarterback
1: that's Jared Goff that threw for 4,400 yards last year 29 touchdowns 7 interceptions and had a QB rating of 99.3 yes it's the same
0: Jared Goff we've watched throughout his career he's not
1: he's
3: all Gordon he's also just said that the Seahawks should be ditching Geno Smith or uh, drafting a quarterback to replace Geno Smith so
0: I think Can't... he's right on that as well. Get get guys on rookie deals. Gino Smith is not going to win you a Super Bowl.
1: Oh, right you Jared Goff. Jared Goff's got more chance of. He, at least Jared I, Goff's no actually been doesn't. to one. Jared he's been Goff, to one.
0: Jared Goff's been in the NFL for seven years at this point. We and he's been to he's, a
3: Super Bowl. Oh, I and mean, then
0: Gino been to. You went to he a should, Super Bowl. He shouldn't have been. He went but to that's a Super Bowl. Oh
3: exactly. God! Don't you start. It's <laughs> an even older <laughs> argument. He went to a Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> On a, on a rookie deal in a Sean McVay offense, I'm very sorry. Jared Goff is not winning a Super Bowl on a veteran contract. That's not even, that's not a debate. That's just a fact.
1: Oh my God, right. Hang on. What's the next question? I need a pool code that's going to be played out (laughs) at some point in the future. Right. Uh, We will move on. So, a few questions about the situation in the NFC South about quarterbacks. I think we've largely covered that. Mm. Uh, Olivia Ramage was asking about Mariotto being released um uh, George Jackson was asking about the general situation there. one, we've kind of talked about Lamar Jackson staying or going, uh, but Johnny Bailey had two questions. The first one was has Charles ever done a darkness Retreat of his own? Paul's added a supplement question to say if not, how quickly can we get him on one um <laughs> But Charles have you ever have you ever um accepted the darkness into your life?
3: Feeling it right now, Christ on a bike.
1: <laughs> His actual question is: Do the Eagles step up again or crumble into obscurity? We've touched on how poor the NFC is. So, whilst there's a lot of PCs could potentially leave the Eagles, they've got a good chance to keep going, right?
3: Think so. It's well, assuming they resign a whole bunch of them.
0: They're still they're in a pretty good spot again until they have to pay, hurts. That yeah. the the really funny argument is. So if one of the top four quarterbacks falls to 10, should the Eagles take them? Because the Eagles have been really successful on their two runs when they've had a rookie quarterback. They've been able to build this incredible roster around them.
3: Do you know, there's, there's, there's maybe an alternative podcast here, a spinoff, uh, Gordon and his rookie quarterback contract, series, <laughs> And whether or not it's bad for the NFL...
2: Oh,
0: no, it is. It is. It shouldn't. It's the NFL Players Association are worrying about trying to get guaranteed deals for quarterbacks so that they can try and set whatever that is up. Their biggest mistake in the whole collective bargaining agreement is that the way it was set up for quarterbacks was, the way it was set up for quarterbacks and running backs in particular is pretty unfair.
3: Um, well, so it's only unfair for a quarterback until they hit year five, and then they get absolutely minted. So, I think I think it's the cycle. That's the interesting thing for me is this cycle, this idea that you can't win unless you've got an all-time superstar. If you don't have a quarterback playing in their first four years, that doesn't to me. So, what we're what we're essentially implying, as soon as Joe Burrow signs his deal, they're never going to win the Super Bowl. Or are they going to find it incredibly so, uh, difficult, Cincinnati?
0: May, they, or Josh, def- Al-
3: Josh Allen? I mean, is Josh Allen's window shut because he signed a deal?
0: They will definitely find it significantly more difficult. If you look through the last um, few Super Bowls, you had the Chiefs beat the Eagles.
3: I know, but we're, yeah, I, I, yeah, you mentioned that. But my, I think it's the, po- the point is this, is that the rookie quarterbacks, the fact that they go from essentially nothing to a gargantuan sum of money... There's no there's a total imbalance there, which yes. affects the rest of the league.
0: Ab- absolutely. Like the it because it impacts like who else you can sign. If the difference between so the problem you have is that as soon as you sign that quarterback to a deal, with the way that you have to just pay them more money, you're probably paying them more money than Patrick Mahomes, which puts you behind the eight ball and trying to compete with the Chiefs because they have a better quarterback than you for less money. We'll
1: move on. David Somerville wants us to discuss the Bobby Wagner and Rams situation, so he can listen while crying into a they, pot noodle. Is what he they,
3: says. They they sold their souls. They got their Super Bowl. They can go back to being completely obscure for a decade. They
0: they are the other side of the coin, by the way. When you sit and argue about it, you should never like pay an average quarterbacks isn't the right thing to do and stuff like that. They went all in with a veteran quarterback. Whether <laughs> this this past season was what happens when that doesn't work season before was what happens when it works
1: yeah so it comes up lovely when it's on the boil but also Alan Robinson looks like he's going to be uh, allowed
0: to go and find a trade partner <laughs> anyone anyone who <laughs> if the Rams agree to eat most of that salary I'm interested in Alan Robinson trade <laughs> anyone that trades for him on his current salary please don't happen to the Ravens I'd be quite upset by that he's uh, he was not good last year, and he's not been good for a couple of seasons. Injuries have probably kind of derailed his career a bit.
1: They have. Going to Chicago was a contributing factor, but um, this feels like the Kenny Golliday thing. There it seems to be this trend of re- receivers that do really well in the first landing spot, move on to their second contract, and then are just nothing. It's a weird thing, and then they just struggle to regain any kind of form like they previously had. Kenny Galladay for me, I can't remember a fall-off of a player as great as that. You know, he, he, was, he, he was a standout in a bang average uh, Lions team. I wonder whether Kenny Galladay goes to the Rams because of the connection with Stafford uh, and Maybe. the fact that that might actually help him. So you get rid of Alan Robinson, you bring in Kenny Galladay for a, a percentage of what you're paying Uh, And you see if he can work out there because they built a connection and actually Galladay could thrive with Cooper Cup in that setup. And anyway.
0: The tough thing with some wide receivers is that, especially early in their career, like they have a lot of flashy plays on those (laughs) contested catches where it's like a jump ball and they go up. And that's what Galladay was really good at. And then as soon as you have like a couple of things that go wrong or you maybe don't have a quarterback that's, Throwing up those same types of passes, it all kind of falls apart. Like he, he was involved in way more contested catches in Detroit than he was in New York.
1: Bobby Wagner, though, thirty-two years old, he's not going to get better at this point, is he? I get the sentiment. He was pretty good last year. He was good on the sacks point of view.
0: I think Uh, he was the best linebacker in the NFL last year.
3: He was. Yeah. So he's he's obviously clearly not very good. He did spend a lot of time on the field. He did spend I, a lot of time on the field.
2: So. He did. started all 17 games. So, you know, career best six sacks, 140 tackles, etc. I'd he's take him on a one-year deal. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, he's,
3: absolutely.
2: His he, roster bonus for this year's fully guaranteed. Would you so. take
3: him in San Francisco, Cameron? I know you don't need to, but if one of your uh, all-timer linebackers went down, would you take him in San Francisco? Yeah, I think. Even could. though he's an ex-Seahawk and you hate his guts. I And he's an ex-Ram and you hit his guts. I
1: don't have a dis I don't have an irrational dislike for Bobby Wagner like I did for Richard Sherman. Um <laughs> and I don't even think it was an irrational hatred. I think it was perfectly viable. But um would I take Bobby Wagner? Yeah, I think absolutely he can still contribute. Well, I guess my point is is like At 32, he's still a great player, like Von Miller. Still very capable, still very disruptive, unique and explosive, but he's not getting any younger. Like, I'm not going to...
3: Be you absolutely devastated to, that that player is leaving the year. building. Yeah, you None. don't
0: want a five-year deal for
2: him. I, no. I get that.
3: Like, you know. <laughs> which is well, of course, what Buffalo did with Von Miller.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I should just say, guys. I, I just I was checking out the NFL website, talking about Bobby Wagner. I've scrolled to the bottom, and you might be interested in this. There's an advert here for Ticketmaster. It says single game tickets available now. You won't want to miss a moment of the 2022 season and a big blue button that says buy now. <laughs> like, I know the NFL are good and they're great at marketing and stuff like that, but, you know, if you, if you get anybody to buy a ticket for a game that's already happened last year, I'll be highly impressed.
1: I, I'd be all for it, but I'm not paying those uh, transaction fees. I think they're a disgrace. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ian, Ian Brown asks, is Jeff Bezos going to buy the commanders? And what do you guys think that would mean for the league as a whole?
2: Wow. Well. <laughs> well, they might just—they might start getting some positive press because does he not own the Washington Post as well? So, yeah. or,
1: is there sorry. a conflict of interest with the deal with Amazon for Thursday night
2: football?
3: Mm. Uh, uh, even uh, if there was, what the hell are they going to do about it? That—that
2: mm. that is a team that is mired with. We know they're mired in bad ownership. They're in the wrong part of town. Well, they're not even in town. You know, they're wrong. The wrong state almost. Um, there's so much that needs fixed there, and I think for them to succeed, I think they need a fresh, fresh owners. business has got the money. He might be able to then try and get the gridlock because they've they've looked at several sites within Washington to get the team back in there. Uh, could rebrand them again because the Commanders is I you know one of the worst names going. The Washington so, yeah, Amazons. Yeah, the Washington Amazonians. I think that could be. I could catch on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know the Washington Deliverers or the Washington Primes. Um, there's, there's just so many ways we could do that. Washington
0: Primes. That's that's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> that, I like. I like that Look, idea. The, lo- the logo is just uh, something similar to Optimus Prime from the Transformers.
3: Or it'll be yeah. the oh. logo. Will be that um, drink that is King Soul all over the world yeah. called Prime. <laughs> So Which my son, my my my, my ten year old son said, "Oh, you can buy it at school, Dad. It only costs ten pounds." <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's yeah. called racketeering. I, said, um, I, know I had to explain to him. I said, "You're getting <laughs> fleeced. Do not take ten pounds to school." Oh dear. Message uh, to all parents out there. Watch out. You might get scammed. Anyway. it
1: looks as though Frank Clark is going to be released from the Kansas City Chiefs, if reports from Adam. Schefter and I don't like quoting them, but if they're to be believed, obviously that's a big piece for the
3: Chiefs to lose. I think they can find a pass rusher in the draft quite happily. He's,
0: he's the guy that potentially cost them the Super Bowl a few years ago, right? Yes, the, the offside call.
3: That's true. That is very, very true. They'll find a pass rusher in the draft. They drafted Carl Aftis this year, and he was pretty decent. They'll just get a replacement.
0: Them signing, a... them signing them signing and Clowney on like a one year deal would not shock me. They're going to be the absolute.
3: But Dupree's free, get him in.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> Dupree's also just not good. <laughs> they gave him like seventeen million a year or something like
3: that. Oh, he was on a five year, eighty five million pound a year deal. Awful. I mean, well, he was Awful. he was he was good for a year in Pittsburgh. He lucked out in Pittsburgh. Yes. So, I mean, you have to question some of the. I mean, well, that. Uh is it John Robinson? He got bin during the season through a number of questionable decisions. So that was probably one of them.
1: The other breaking news at the moment, from earlier on today, Ian Rappaport has confirmed that the Cowboys have franchise tagged Tony Pollard. Not surprised by that. Pollard's been an exceptional piece for them, probably for me as RB1. I'd have him as RB1 over Zeke Elliott. I think it's an interesting 1-2. It's not as good as the Packers, but it's fairly strong.
0: Im- imagine if... I, I actually don't think it's a strong 1-2 because I don't think Elliott's that good. Imagine if instead of having to franchise tag Tony Pollard now, they'd just not paid Zeke the huge amount they paid him. Had Tony Pollard as the running back and used that money elsewhere.
3: Wouldn't that have just- been a wise move? Raiders of franchise-tagged Josh Jacobs as well, so...
1: That, I'm obviously less surprised. They'll hope to sort hmm. a contract out, but I don't think Jacobs will be particularly happy playing on that tag. Um, no. The one other player that appears to be franchise-tagged is Evan Ingram, which feels like a very random player. Well, he was very Jax good. were like, we've got to tag yeah. someone, right? Well,
3: <laughs> I think he, he certainly helped um, Trevor Lawrence's development this year. But, I mean... You know, this comes back to you know, when you've got your young quarterback. How do you give put the best weapons around them to help them succeed? And first of all, you need a coach who's not out fraternizing in b- slutty bars. But secondly, you need somebody who's you know who, who's who's got a bunch of weapons around them that actually you can trust. And I think the, the tight end position is really important, obviously for for a lot of young quarterbacks. And I wouldn't be surprised go back to Green Bay to see them draft a court, draft a tight end in the first round or the second round this year. If it's going to be love, because that's all the chat from the combine was that they were looking at tight ends.
0: This is a good class as well. Like, there's a lot of good players. I, I think the I always find it funny. There's like two types of franchise tag. There's the guy that you're tagging because you can't afford to lose him. Um, like immediately you have to, you have to keep him, and you can't you, you can't afford that loss, or you want to be able, more time to re-sign him. And then you got ones like this, Evan Ingram, one whereby maybe they will sign with a long term deal. Maybe they just want to keep him around for another season Like just give me one more year At what 13 million or something They've got a ton of cap room anyway So it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things And he was probably like top 10 um, In fact I think I think he comes in at like 11 million Or something this year um, I mean that's not bad
1: The other one Bit of news that's coming out um is that the Arizona Cardinals are likely to release Chosen Anderson. Um, For those who haven't been following (laughs) along at home and don't recognize the name, that's because he was known as Robbie Anderson (laughs) and has changed his name by depot. To chosen. So, on the back of that, Paul Owley suggested that we do a competition. I think we're going to do it. So, we've got a bottle of Loch Lomond Stramash whiskey to give away. We'll do this on social media later in the week, so keep an eye out. We're going to be asking you if you could change one player's name by Depot. You can change either their first name or their surname. What are you changing it to? The best answer will win a bottle of whiskey. Any other news items, gentlemen, tickling your fancy before we wrap up this general spraff?
2: Well, I know Gordon wants to talk about the XFL, but I think we should just give it a miss uh, and just talk about the Orlando quarterback who got sacked for handing his playbook to his opponents, which was quite a a merry little jeep, I would have thought. (sighs) Uh,
1: The the only thing worse than handing them the ball, right, is uh, giving them the whole playbook. Um,
2: Yeah, just just take the playbook, go on.
1: I'll be perfectly honest. I'm surprised that Gordon hasn't taken the opportunity of the NFL finishing to just stop watching football. The fact that he's the one guy here that's sitting through the XFL games every week. Do you know what? I applaud you, Gordon. Well done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Big, big fan of the XFL. Uh, And... (laughs) Uh, the quarterback uh, Ben Ben Denucci, he's there. I remember him from preseason last year. That's uh, Josh Gordon, I think. Is he there? Yeah, Josh Gordon's playing.
3: Yeah, Josh yeah. Gordon. Oh my god! Listen, well, is... some of the names. Vic Franchise Beasley. number 30, thirty-two for Josh Gordon. Vic Beasley's there. Um, there's there's actually quite a fair list of players. <laughs>
1: um in the xfl but no there's no way to really watch it in the uk nobody's watching it so you're missing out on names such as martavis brian aj mccarran uh luis perez we always talked about paxton lynch absolutely stank the place up oh, i think he's God. already been dropped matt elam um gordon he was a first round pick for the ravens was he not he was. He was not
0: very good. Good, yeah. good on special teams, not very good on defense.
1: So now on, now on the XFL. Um, but there you go. Do you know what? I am not going to hold it against anybody. Uh, Kalen Ballage is there. Uh, Mark Quick King. Uh, Kyle Slaughter is there. Do you like a bit of Kyle Slaughter?
3: Slaughter um, or Slaughter? Slaughter, is it not? I'm just checking because this is a great opportunity, the fact that you're run, run randomly running through obscure crap players to see if you can get any names right
1: Stammy Coates is there Josh Johnson it's a name we all recognize uh, Cody Latimer is playing there Cody Latimer obviously lingering around I know there's a few teams definitely would have picked him up Brett Hundley
3: oh Christ what, yeah. one of the worst quarterbacks Green Bay's ever had
1: <laughs> Quinton Flowers Nick Novak is in the league
2: Um.
3: good grief
2: I Wright right but the third. You're you're missing some of the bigger points here. The Seattle Sea Dragons logo looks like the dragon's thrown up. Uh, the San Antonian Brahmas. What the f- is a Brahmas? It's a a Brahmas.
1: It's a beer. A Brahmas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best
0: mispronunciation. <laughs> the fact that you own the best mispronunciation in the history of this podcast is
2: incredible, Kevin. I've I've never seen the word in my life, so I'm. B r a h m a. Yes, It's a Brahmers. beer
3: and it's also uh, it's something to do it's with the Hindu not- god. <laughs> Hindu god. Isn't oh my it?
0: god. I, I don't even watch this league. <laughs> the guy, one That's of the guys it. responsible for the XFL is The Rock. The Rock in wrestling uh-huh. back in my teenage years was known as the Brahma Bull.
3: I didn't know that. Teenage years. Teenage years. Teenage, Teenage years, but, I think, just the for the bra- record, Brett Gordon is by some way the, the youngest person on this podcast this evening. <laughs> Teenage years, <laughs> you say the Brahma.
2: What did you say? What, he was known as the bulls. A Brahma is a chicken if you look it up on Google. He was, he was the Brahma bull.
0: Look, Google Brahma bull and you'll see him.
2: <sighs> oh, God, so.
1: this is very obscure. It a is, bra- yeah. A, a Brahma bull is a big, massive ass bull, it, it's like Which, a camel. I was but convinced that Brahma like was
3: a Brazilian beer. There well, we go.
0: is you're correct. But, well, there you go. Exactly.
1: Yeah, but they've not <laughs> named they've not named a football team after a
3: Brazilian beer, have they? Brahma is a Hindu god referred to as the creator. They so. also
0: haven't named it after the Hindu god. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I was right on both counts. <laughs> He's nodding. He's nodding.
2: <laughs> See, I knew I knew we'd get Gordon to talk about the XFL if we all conspired. <laughs> Thanks Gordon. That's made our night. Oh, right
3: dear.
1: I think we'll end there. That is the full-time whistle for episode 225. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this in every single episode. During the off-season, we'll be back every couple of weeks. Obviously, we've got free agency just around the corner, so we will catch up before free agency because we need to make some predictions. And then we'll catch up just afterwards to talk about how wrong we all
2: were. And if all goes well, we'll be talking to one of the league's top play-by-play announcers from Radio... So we're looking forward to that. We're trying to set that up at the moment. But you've been listening to Smash, the podcast of NFL Scotland. My thanks to Cameron, to Charles and for Gordon, for myself, Paul. Bye for now.